Hello and welcome to the Nerds Who Talk Shady Bollocks. Uh, I am Stuart Moraine. <coughs> I'm Andy Hanks. And we're back again. Yeah, it's been a while. We, we seem to have this system in place and then it all falls apart and goes to tits. Life gets in the way. Life does get in the way. This has been a bit of a weird year this year. Yeah. I know we the podcast going missing for months isn't anything new. Yeah. But we, we sort of forgot where we parked it. We did. But I forgot my password. <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, we seem to hit that crunch time in, towards the end of the year, True Believers-wise, and it all sort of kicks off. So we're going to cover basically four or five months of yeah. podcasting one now. So here's all the news we missed. <laughs> <laughs> Expectations for Thor Ragnarok high. <laughs> Will it live up to it? <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, we're back. So yeah, basically this one, we're going to round up a little bit of the stuff that caught our eye that we missed, not a chance to talk about. Um, it's quite a bit, I think. There is quite a bit. Um, we're not going to touch the big story that seems to be going around in the last couple of months since Harvey Weinstein, because we're aware we're two white men <laughs> talking about that sort of thing, and you know, we we have no real place to talk about it. And I think everything's been said that needs to be said on it. So, plus, um, it's not really fun to talk about. It's not. It's not a yeah. We, we try and keep things light-hearted as yeah. much as possible. But yeah, so. Um, yeah, and then we'll sort of look ahead to 2018, True Believers, all that sort of stuff. So, so what's been happening with you then? What have we done? Nothing to do with movies to start off with, I reckon. Yep. Uh, have we done one since the summer con? I don't know if we... No, we haven't. I recorded some of the panels, but then the sound didn't come out very well, mm. so I didn't get a chance to put those up. So no, there hasn't been one since the summer con. So we did the summer con. Yeah, that was in August. That was in August. Ages ago. That went really, really well. Was a brilliant day. Really good day. It was nice. It wasn't a huge crowd came through. I mean, it, was it wasn't... Sunday, so it was a little bit, yeah. It wasn't main True Believers numbers of people coming through, but it wasn't that high a number of tables either. But it, it was a yeah. really good crowd of people really that were... Really good atmosphere. It's a good venue anyway, because it's, it's Black Friday in Gloucester. But it was a small group of people that were focused on what they wanted. Yeah. Everybody behind tables, as far as I know, had a really good day. I've not had anything bad. Um, to the point where it was supposed to be a one-off just to step in while Melksham had a year off. Yeah. So there was still that sort of small local kind of con feel event, and um, yeah, it just sort of exploded. It did. It was great, and uh, a lot of people asked us to do it again. So our motto is, "We'll do it till we run it into the ground." Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it will be back again next year. So, but it was great. The Etherington brothers were great. Went down a storm. I reckon our motto should be "Can't be as bad as Top Trumps." <laughs> I oh, would have to mention that. Yeah, top Trumps. Top Trumps. <laughs> not the yeah, not not the card game, by the way. I'm not on about the well, we are about the card game, but I'm not on about the. the I'm thinking myself to do a whole game. You are. We we once yeah. put on a Top Trumps event. Yeah, and nobody turned. <laughs> yeah, including me and Stuart. There were two people there. <laughs> no, there were three. Claire oh was yeah, there. Claire was there as well. Yeah. And my mum briefly popped in. Mm. So yeah, that was our epic 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 failure that was the big one that and, was uh, the big one that was one of our first ones as well wasn't it it was and I, we still kept going I I still thought it would have been a good event <laughs> it was basically a top trumps tournament for kids for charity mm. so they paid a couple of quid or a fiver or whatever it was to play in a tournament and they started in group tables of six and then it whittled down to turns uh, out kids don't like top trumps no anymore. no apparently it's all on the fucking tablet mm. Do free. I'm doing 
old man thumb motions. <laughs> What's an old man thumb motion? <laughs> As if I'm playing. I thought we weren't talking about having. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, sorry, everybody. Oh, we're gonna have to pan rose that bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so what else has happened? Um, so that was that. That was that. Um, Andrew Lee Potts from Primeval followed us on Twitter. Did he really? He did. So mm. I don't know if he's hankering for an invite at some point. But he's barking up the wrong tree. I saw him in Gloucester. Did you? No, what? The Gloucester Comic Con? Gloucester Comic Con, yeah. Fucking traitor. I know, I was there. I was snooping the competition. Yes, yes, snooping the competition. Mm. So, how was Gloucester Comic Con? Really, really. Oh, I was just going to sound about kicking the balls. I can say really, really rammed. But what I mean is, it was very packed. No, I does not do any better. I got a minute. There were too many people. No, I got. It was. It was a lot right. of people in a small space. Yeah, it would. They were because it, 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 I didn't. It wasn't a very good venue. I thought, and because yeah, it was a king's home, wasn't it? it was which a was a venue home. we considered at one point. Yeah, which is basically three floors of, of a corridor. Really, it's just a room. There's just a long room. And once you've got tables on both sides, it becomes a corridor. Um, it was, yeah, it was okay. Um, it was very much not like a Comic Con. It was a million miles away from anything. It was a multimedia event. It was, it? it was a, yeah, it was a memorabilia con, is what it was. Um, it was a, there were three, I think, maybe four artist tables there. You know, the rest of it was toys and stuff. Um, so it's the kind of event that if you're into it, the people yeah, who are into that I, stuff, or I saw their posts on Facebook and that, absolutely. had a really good time, so yeah. I can't fault it for that, but it's not a Comic-Con. It's not definitely not a Comic-Con, but it's a memorable, it's a, you know, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pop culture con, really, and it's good fun, but I got to meet one of my little child heroes, I got to meet Jonesy from, um, uh, from Police Academy, uh, which was great, he was really cool. And um, the guy from Gremlins was there as well, Zach. Zach Brannigan? Zach. No, Galileo. Yeah. Gandalf. Yeah, that'll do. Zach Gandalf. That guy who was in Gremlins and fuck all. Yeah. (laughs) He was there too. And he was in Gremlins too. Oh, yeah, I must have missed him. Mm. But. He was there and I didn't really get to speak to him. No, it was one of those things where they pulled out people from the 80s that you forgot you even cared about. Yeah, well, I said, didn't I? We should. Uh, th- there should be an eighties con. There should be an eighties con. You know, no arsing around. An eighties con. You know, maybe have a couple of eighties bands playing and eighties movies, and <gasps> that'd be amazing. We should do it. We should do it. We'll do it. It'll probably cost a fucking fortune getting guests. Yeah. But which eighties band would we get then? White Snake. White Snake mm. for like one song. Yeah. We could get Go West, there's only two of them, that'd probably be cheap. <laughs> or ABC, because then the gold suit. Is there the, oh, okay. No, it's some, it's some proper hair rock. If you're going to do it properly, do it properly. What is Bo- what Bonnie Tyler's doing nowadays? Don't know. Mm. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, we'll do that. We'll do so, that. True Believers 2022 will be 80s themed. I'm saying it now. <laughs> Big reveal, everybody. <laughs> All 80s comics. Yeah. <laughs> One decade away from the most worthless era of comics. <laughs> and I love 90s comics, but value-wise, they're worth less than you pay than the cover price, most of them, now. Do you reckon we can get an old 1980s police car? American police cop car? Probably. There's probably somebody. Did you see the event that one of their featured attractions... Oh, my God. A lorry with a dragon painted on it. 
not naming any any names it was yeah it was a truck with a picture of a but the thing is they said i if you if you read it the way they said it it hinted at Game of Thrones, but I don't think it was Game of Thrones Dragon. It was I don't something like. Was, I don't even watch Game of Thrones, and I don't think it was a Game of Thrones it Dragon. It was something like if you like Game of Thrones, you like dragons, and therefore come and see this truck with a dragon painted on the door. It's brilliant. <laughs> oh my word! I've got it's yeah. one step away from it. If you like Yes album covers, check out this hippie's van. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got a Batman air freshener in my car. Maybe people are paid to go and see that. <laughs> I got Superman sunscreen in the back of mine. Oh, honestly. And some Lego figures glued up to the uh, dashboard. They could have a Lego car, sort of. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. It is kind of the gradual digression of mm. cons to Where the, the line of like, memorabilia becomes a bit blurry. You can't, you know. It is getting to the point that Tony from Awesome Podcast has always joked about um, you can see his left shoe at a con. <laughs> taking bookings and <laughs> photo uh, opportunities but it is getting to that point where it is going to be like Michael J Fox's trainer yeah, exactly. not screen used <laughs> like me, me to Orca <laughs> <laughs> but it is just shit but then people seem to lose their fucking minds for mm. stuff like that and I really don't get it mm. it, kind of, it shows minimum effort on the organisers part but but yeah it's a uh, Speaking of sort of multimedia events, the, some news that caught my eye recently was MCM being taken over by Reed Pop. Oh, I didn't read that. I read that they were ditching a couple of their shows. Uh, Liverpool ran for two years, they're getting rid of that. Mm. Good news for us, kind of, is that MCM Telford's going, which was close to us geographically and on the events calendar. Mm. It was about a month after us, or it might have even been close to that. It might have been couple of weeks or a week after us mm. so we're sort of the big con thing this way now true believers but don't come to us if you're expecting like Starsky and Hutch or Orco or Orco or, or even, a, pots. even a lorry with a dragon painted on the side I don't know yeah, unless it's in the car park I mean yeah exactly yeah. if you see one in the car park it's coincidental we, yeah. <laughs> we're going to it that guy's yeah. driven there himself <laughs> this is going to beat us up <laughs> wonder if we can get the True Believers bus again if we can get a dragon painted on the side of that oh yeah I'll get me markers out yeah do it well we were recently upstaged at a uh, Christmas fair at my kids school by colouring in rocks with a sharpie oh yeah absolutely <laughs> but the kids liked it so that's where we went wrong should have got a load of rocks and sharpies and let kids do superhero there was a queue ones. I swear they were queuing to draw the sharpies yeah which is why nobody rocks. came to our table yeah because they were, they were queuing past our table using our table to rest their stuff on mm. but but yeah so so yeah the summer event went well yeah very well we also even if we do say so ourselves we also launched our little project or your little project my little project yeah a comic book Yes. Well, we launched. Well, we, we did a preview launch. Yes, we did for Tales Beyond Infinity. We we revealed the cover, uh, which we just used some stock images on. Shut up. <laughs> no art merit to it at all. <laughs> I'm putting my finger. Up. I just realised the, 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 the podcast can actually see me sticking my finger up. That's to it. Not. That's no, Stuart. it features a very cool cover design by some bloke. Hello, me. Um. Yes. So, what is Hells from Beyond Infinity? Is it is, it? Yeah. Yes, it is our charity anthology that will be available at 
True Believers 2018, so we'll go into it in a bit more detail when we talk about True Believers 2018. Oh, sorry, I kept the gun a bit. But it's it's very exciting. But we did run another project. You keep talking, I'll check what that was. Um, <laughs> something's fallen over. The ghosts aren't happy. The ghost versus HQ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> was it Superman? I don't know, where's Superman? I don't know. Hang on, you keep talking and I'll go look. You look at it, what's changed? Uh, talk about Sketch Timber. Right, okay, so Sketch Timber, right, he's gone. Someone come and save me, quick. He's holding me a prisoner over here. Right, yeah, so Sketch Timber, which is legally different to Inktober, did you fall over? It was Superman, yeah. It got Superman, though. You didn't need to sit in my seat, the microphone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good point. This is a fucking mess. <laughs> You so, can tell we're out of practice. <laughs> this is like when we came back after having like two years off. Oh, God. Yeah, so, uh, well, so I launched um, Under the True Believers banner. I, well, I'm, I'm taking credit for this. It's good. Well, it, was, it was your brainchild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it worked. People got involved. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll come up with Top Trips next year. <laughs> um, I came up with uh, Sketch Timber, which is legally different to um, Inktober. And it was... It was really good. Basically, it was. I, I thought we'd give ourselves a theme and then do 30 drawings in 30 days on that theme. Uh, I did it originally because I don't draw enough zoots, my little robotic character guy. So I decided I would try to come up with 30 zoots in 30 days. And it kind of went from there. And I thought, we'll see if we'll get some other people to do it. Um, Stuart, you did Batman Animated Series. Batman the Animated Series, because it was 25 years since that series launched. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan, so. It um, seemed like a good excuse, and I also don't draw enough. Absolutely. Um, just trying to get into the rhythm and just trying to get used to, you know, just... I mean, you know, if you're going to do one a day, I mean, work full-time, it's a case of, well, you're not going to have, have many hours to do it, so it's almost trying to produce something in, say, two hours in the evening. <laughs> Which so, would then span to six hours, and you'd find yourself uh, at two o'clock in the morning just frantically trying to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's quite a good um, a, like a, uh, discipline to get into. Because you almost... It's bizarre. You can easily overcook something. If you spend too long on a piece of art, you will over, You can overcook it. Yeah. And it you know, so you haven't really got time to overcook it. I think it's quite good. There was some great work. I mean, not from us two, but not just from us There two. was a few people, not just us two, that stuck it through. Um, it's fab. Dave Jones from King Legacy did a post character post-it notes. Yeah. Drawing each day. It's fantastic. Um... Jerome Canty. Yeah, J- Jerome did uh, Daredevil. Yeah, which was very cool. Um, there was a couple of other people who sort of dipped in and out of it. Um, a few that stuck. It is a huge commitment doing it every day. Absolutely. I'm I mean, it was only because... I'll be honest. <laughs> I think the only thing that was egging you and me on to make it to the end was that neither of us wanted to quit first. Yeah. <laughs> and then some prick said Inktober. Yeah, absolutely. And it went on into that, so we had another month, so my wife loved me. Yeah. <laughs> But it was good. It was a nice distraction from real life stuff going on mm. and, and uh, family you, stuff that's been going on. So it, I got to the stage where I saw what I was bloody thinking about. Yeah, I, work. I was. I was trying to plan. There's a couple of days where I it sort of looked. Well, I picked some random characters, but mm. I spent ages thinking up the random characters to pick as well. <laughs> so yeah, I was putting a lot into it in the end, and I didn't get to do the big finale I wanted to do. But I was quite pleased with the one that I finished on. I had a big finale. Yeah, hello. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I uh, ended it with how the uh, Batman story ended in Justice League. What's that? Him sitting on the swing with a girl who's dying. He oh, just yeah. says that he'd sit with her. Oh, okay. Way to bring them no, the mood. Well, you know. Do it. <laughs> I like to end on a downer. Mm. It's an alien covenant. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but it was good. It was nice. It was a nice extension of Draw Something Sunday as well. Because mm. uh, we've been really lucky with that that it's got people drawing on I mean again that's one that some weeks we have like 10 people take part some weeks we only have two of us take part yeah absolutely and um sort of ebbs and flows but it's not designed to be a constant thing it's designed just to drop in drop out yeah and get people sort of and drawing that's been, and that's something. been very as I said that's been very popular we have some great pieces of work yeah how many have we how many weeks have we been doing it now how many pieces 34 weeks I think there's over 200 pictures in the album mm. on Facebook um, which if you go to our Facebook page and just go to the photo albums it's probably the top albums it's one I add to the most mm. um, but yeah so we're sort of gradually branching out into the more online stuff as well mm. which is nice because we always wanted to be more than just a yearly comic con we wanted stuff to be going and we picked up we've not done as much as I would have liked to have done this year but like I say family stuff going on it's been a bit tricky and mm-hmm. difficult at times but a nice distraction as well and the drawing things are a wonderful distraction just to sort of unwind and clear your head absolutely so yeah so we've had that going on and then we went on tour we, went to we did go on tour we went to Nottingham Comic Con which was a fantastic event yeah it's great we should do an event like that yeah we reckon yeah it's a bit earlier on in the year though it's too warm for me yeah good January maybe the opposite end of the country yeah absolutely either that we rock up to Nottingham the week before (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um, superb I must admit I don't get to as many cons as I'd like to Mm. there's a lot of events I would have liked to have gone to this year but for various reasons either cost location being at work Um, I sadly missed out on Cardiff Expo which I'd like to have gone to I missed out on Leamington, which was the first Leamington I've missed, mm. which I was really disappointed by. But but yeah, no, but actually made it up to Nottingham, which is one that I'd wanted to go to for ages, and managed to get in on the pretense of having a table yeah. and piggybacking on you. The whole it came about because I said to Andy, "If I get a table for True Believers, do you fancy piggybacking on it with I Am Zoo?" So to get his art out to a new audience. But yeah, it's my it was been my first one outside of Worcestershire as our mutual friend Wiggy can attest mm. it was actually a ruse that I would piggyback on the I am Zoot table <laughs> to give you the push you needed to get your stuff out there and seen by more people which it did it did it really did yeah and you sold your canvas I did sell my canvas and I'm still slightly gutted about that but you can get another one <laughs> so but no it was, it really was a good. ruse yeah bastard the true believers thing was just the uh, sort of shove to give you the. You mean true believers festival in general? Yeah, this, this whole thing set up just to get you to put your drawing <laughs> like that. Oh, I bet you feel silly now, don't you? I do. <laughs> but no, for ages we've been. Oh, you bastards! Nagging you about doing stuff, and well, it worked, didn't it? You got your stuff out there. You had a portfolio review, and you're not getting a comment in my biography. <laughs> Just a, a footnote. Yeah. 
Stu and Maureen did something. I ain't smelling a name right. <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> Stuart Moron or something like that. Well, oh, that's like being back at school. I know. <laughs> so witty. Stuart Moron and Andy Wanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Occasionally. It's better that way round. Yeah, it is. Better than Andy Wanks, Stuart Moron. Rarely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, so and it was really good. It was a really well-run event. Mm. Uh, Kev Brett and his team did a fantastic job, yeah. I thought. And um, met some awesome people. It's it's the kind of con I wanted to be in the world when we were setting up True Believers, mm. and it was in the world. I just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, really nice people. Great catching up with people like John Lay and Vince and Tony. Rachel Smith. Rachel Smith. Did you back a Kickstarter? Yeah, I did. Awesome. Mm. She turned that round quick as well. Did you see the picture of the books? I know. All scribbled in. Makes puts us to shame. Yeah, tell me about it. We're still going through the mock-up of Tales from Beyond Infinity trying to work out whether things are in the right place. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, no. Fantastic event. Great atmosphere. Great to catch up. And very much what we try to do with True Believers. I'm not saying we do it as well as they do or... Mm. Anything, I think it's the same ethos and I think that really shows through with people who care about the medium mm. in organising the event um, so yeah I highly recommend checking out Nottingham next year I can also recommend I went to Stuart didn't so we can't talk on this one I went down to Thought Bubble as well down to Thought Bubble up to Thought Bubble <laughs> yeah up there somewhere <laughs> I went up to Thought Bubble um, and that was fantastic as well I mean absolutely gigantic event you know a lot of people listening went as well um, absolutely exhausting day up, up, up to Leeds and back again in a day but <laughs> and then really, a couple of weeks later up to Nottingham yeah, and back absolutely. again yeah <laughs> absolutely but no absolutely fantastic event and again a lot of faces that I recognise a lot of new faces um, just in awe of, t- of talent really what was the atmosphere like this year because you went the year before and it was a bit stiff yeah and what it was it, I think it was a bit more relaxed um, yeah there was a lot of good fun there a lot of cosplayers go they don't tend to go inside the tents they seem to hang around outside um, interesting yeah but uh, no it's great fun it was a different place it was in the same city but it wasn't in, it was it's in Leeds venue. isn't it it's in Leeds um, and the venue was a little bit disjointed I thought where last like, last year it was all basically it was all around the courtyard um, this year it was kind of you almost had to it was kind of around a building so you got the library in the middle yeah, and then it was like there's one. So you got there's a library, then you've got a tent there, and then there's a tent on the side of it, and then there's a tent at the back, and you always got to walk all the way around this, around it. It was um, a bit bizarre, but there wasn't any. There was, the library wasn't part of the exhibition. Yeah, see, I wanted to go. Yeah, but, um, come next year. My wife had a hospital appointment up in Leeds the following weekend. Yeah, that was badly timed, wasn't it? So yeah, we could have killed two birds. I'd never been to Leeds before. I was buggered if I was driving up two times in one week. Mm. <laughs> So, not like I drove, she drove. She didn't trust me to drive that far. So, but yeah. and um, but No, that's one I'd quite like to go to, potentially for next year, but it's going to see how it falls. Mm. I was working the Saturday, unfortunately, but could have gone on the Sunday, but you bastards went on the Saturday. So. Mm. That's because you could have made it on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm on to you. And you wouldn't come back and pick me up for the afternoon, so... Probably would have been easier to fly up there. <laughs> And cheaper, <laughs> but stop doing that. that pick up on the mic. 
taking your stick away. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, so there was that. Um, I suppose we'll talk about like movies and stuff that we've seen this year with non-spoiler away. Well, I suppose we can talk about it now while we're doing the looking back over the year kind of thing. So, sort of standout nerdy movies for you this year. What have we seen? Thor Ragnarok. That's Which, a bit of an easy one. It was. I think that's my favourite Marvel one this year. That's possibly my favourite Marvel of all time. I think it's that. Spider-Man Homecoming, then Guardians 2 for me this year. Oh, really? Uh, I've mind Spider-Man and Homecoming the other way around. Spider-Man and Homecoming. Homecoming. <laughs> yeah. You Mine put Guardians 2 above. Guardians 2 would be second and then... I didn't enjoy Guardians Spider-Man. 2 as much the second time. No, Spider-2 the second yeah. time I really enjoyed. Yeah. No, I didn't enjoy it as much as the one I watched the second it's time. It's still a great film. Like, yeah, absolutely. But, and I think in hindsight of how good Thor Ragnarok was. Yeah. And just how sheer enjoyable it was. I mean, I get why people don't like Thor Ragnarok. Mm. They're idiots. But I get why they don't <laughs> like it. It's, yeah, because it's quite a, a different tone. Now, and it is a film with which I have a couple of issues mm. in the handling of certain characters. But but no, there's that. Um, Blade Runner 2049 was a big one this year that mm. I need to see again, really, before I can 100% commit to yeah. an opinion on it. I uh, wasn't... That is one film I'm, I won't rush out and watch again. Actually. No, this is my thing with it. It's the, I was kind of it was very much that um, I do want to see it again so I can cement an opinion but mm. it didn't it was one of those films that if somebody had told me oh they were going to make a sequel to Blade Runner this is what the story would have been mm. I would have gone eh. mm. rather than I really wish I'd seen that but there was that Train Spotting 2 earlier in the year oh crikey yeah absolutely that's not a film I've watched again no I came away from that film thinking I never wanted to watch it again. I really enjoyed it, but I was in no rush to watch it again. And then the more I thought about it after we'd watched it, the more I wanted to see it again, to the point where it finally came out on Blu-ray. I bought it on day of release, and I've still not watched it. Mm. <laughs> Since I bought it on Blu-ray, it's been on Sky. <laughs> but I did really like it, and it was sort of... It was a big thing, because obviously we're of that age, mm. where the first train spotting was such a huge influence on everything. Yeah, That's The, the soundtrack, I, I the poster... Our choice of drugs. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a massive thing, and um, it yeah, proper university movie that was. It was. I'd like say you can fucking go anywhere without a choose life slogan of some kind. Mm. Politicians were using it. They were using it in advertising. Mm. It was fucking everywhere. You can throw in, you can turn around without seeing a train spotting poster rip off somewhere. But but yeah, and um, Wonder Woman was a high point for me this year. I know you didn't. Yeah, I tr- it didn't hit me really. I did go and see it with an open mind, but I, I yeah, I can't really remember much of it. I wasn't expecting much because you know, yeah, DC Cinematic Universe. But they, I, they nailed it. It was the best Superman film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they they hit. It. They got the tone perfectly right and proved that you can have a character that is fundamentally optimistic and. Mm. a beacon without having to put in the broody oh I don't know my purpose in life I mean there's a bit of that in it but it's not dwelled upon like it is in Man of Steel mm. he's not wandering around listening to Soundgarden not that there's anything wrong with wandering around listening to Soundgarden but um, but yeah no I really enjoyed that um, 
it came out but I've not had a chance to see no, it no me neither I've not seen it I, I have mixed feelings with it because <clears throat> you know Georgie um, but yeah I don't know what, what animations were there this year animations there was Lego Batman movie was that this year yeah. was that about last year no that was this year okay which yeah. I enjoyed wasn't as good as the Lego movie but I enjoyed it yeah I think I enjoyed it um, a Kubo and a two string that was this year that was good I've still not seen it it's on my planner to watch great film uh, there's got to be what's the big Pixar one? Oh, Cars 3, three. not seen it I think this is good isn't it, it this, is. list of all the movies we've not seen yet <laughs> I finally watched Pixels from about three years ago because oh. the kids wanted to watch it good isn't it not as bad as I thought it was going to be oh, to be honest terrible movie it's not great but I did find that I laughed at a couple of bits and mm. I didn't hate it as much as other Adam Sandler films I've seen of late not that I tend to go out of my way to watch Adam Sandler films but like I say it's because the kids wanted to watch it because one of my eldest friends really likes it but it was it was alright it was one of those films that if it had come out in the 80s it would probably be lauded as a classic now yeah that's very true because we didn't have the choice that you've got now yeah. <laughs> you kind of watch whatever your parents were watching in the 80s mm. I do wonder if I'd sat down and watched Ghostbusters now having the uh, amount of options that I've got. No, I disagree. I think that's oh, good. that was an example, but yeah, or one of the lesser films. Yeah, like Mac and Me. Mac and Me is a fucking shit film, but I watched it to death as a kid. Oh yeah, they never did make that sequel. They promised. <laughs> Are you surprised? They look like fucking walking ball sacks, <laughs> <laughs> shaved scrotums. <laughs> oh my god. But yes, <laughs> and on that note, yeah, okay. <laughs> let's move on. Um, so yeah, um, obviously comics. I've not had a chance to read many comics. I've actually started setting myself aside twenty minutes at the end of the day to read a comic before I go to sleep. Mm. So I'm finally working my way through my Spider-Man twenty ninety uh, twenty ninety nines that I've had piled up for ages. So volumes two and three of that. Uh, one that I've got really excited about is Darth Vader. I've heard very good things about that. There's a couple of issues that are a bit... It's a bit of a blip. Mm. But there is some fantastic stuff in it. The first trades out of it, I highly recommend picking it up. It's the Darth Vader Volume 2. Run. I never read the first one. Um, from the Marvel Comics. When you say Volume 2, you don't mean... They, that just a Volume 2 of the trade, so there's all in one of the trade as well. No, they did 25 issues, then it went away for a bit, and then they brought it back again from issue 1. Oh, I see. Um, starting a new arc yeah. I can't remember which period the original the first volume one Vader covered it um, was um, a, a long time ago ah in the galaxy far far away yes the one but this second volume picks up straight from Revenge of the Sith ah so from him getting the armour put on mm. it goes from there mm. and um some superb stuff and if you're obviously it helps if you're a Star Wars fan but yeah I've never been a massive fan of Star Wars comics there's odd ones I've read that I've quite liked but mm. nothing that's ever really and it's the first time in a long time that I've been compelled to get a comic every week or mm. get a comic every month and mm. read it as soon as I've got it um, it's been a bit slow so been more back issues that I've gone back to but there's that um, I picked up Legend of La, Man- La Macha La Ma- no hang on I'm saying it wrong um, James Lawrence's comic I picked it up at Nottingham Comic Con that is superb um, but I've been saying it wrong but uh, it's about a uh, well it's like a female Mexican wrestler 
It's an adventure comic. But that's really good. Um, Susie Ganders. Susie Ganders, Periwinkle. Fantastic. Red with pages missing and yeah. without. <laughs> the abridged, like the unabridged versions. Yes. That. Great comic. It is really good and, uh, yeah, quite a difficult read this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, health issues with my wife, so it's sort of, this year's been a bit weird. I've She's not home a bit. got as far into things as Legend of uh, La Mariposa. Oh, yeah. It's superb, it's really good. It's one I heard on the awesome pod mm. and uh, sought out, it was on my hit list. But I'll tell you what I've read recently, and it's not actually a comic book, but I've picked up and read the novel of the movie, the, not the Martian, as in oh, the, what yeah. the film was based on. The book's brilliant, cool, absolutely fantastic. See, I quite enjoyed the film, but I didn't get the first. Really? I love it. I think it's such a good film. It is a good film, and I I think it's one that, a bit like the Jack Ryan movies, that I'll enjoy it more mm. the more I watch it. I really like films with smart people figuring stuff out. Mm. It's why I find Alien Covenant and Prometheus, to a certain degree, so frustrating, is that it's meant to be smart people, mm. and they do stupid fucking things, whereas The Martian is a smart person doing smart things. Mm. And, you know, with comedic bits and missteps. Yeah. Like when he accidentally blows himself across a room. Well, and it helps that Matt Damon's so fucking watchable. Yeah, absolutely. But, um... Also, I've also read um, a couple of Ernest Klein books, including Ready Player One. Ah, see, I'm torn with that, whether I want to read the book before I see the film, or Mm. just go into the Uh, film. I've got a feeling that we're two very, very different things. Um, because the, the film looks good and it's Spielberg and I don't know how they're going to do it I mean I, I'm sure that's the same for a lot of, I'll bet they said the same about Jurassic Park but mm, yeah I don't know the way that it's paced the book it would not work as a movie so they have to change it considerably I think. yeah but cause the book that, until the movie was announced it had passed me by completely mm. but it does sound like the kind of book that our kind would love yeah, absolutely but but yeah it's been it's been an odd year for movies yeah there's not been a lot going on and if you forget a board's in there I can't really remember much no I can't I'm just getting some of last year's mixed up with this year's um but yeah I've watched oh, some okay. good documentaries there was a good Spielberg one that was on HBO um Sky Atlantic and I finally watched the National Lampoon's magazine documentary mm-hmm. it was really good um, but yeah sorry I was going to say uh, a nomination for one of the worst movies Independence Day 2 was that this year? no that was last year fucking hell it was that shit it's transcended time yeah that was a weird one I've got no desire to watch it again but I came out well we both sort of came out of the cinema and I turned to you and said I've never hated or enjoyed a film as much it reminded me of that. What's that? And you sort of agree because it was absolutely fucking dire, but it was oddly oh. enjoyable. What was that film with the glowing skulls? Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, <laughs> no, no, no. About aliens that come down. It had the guy from Scrubs in it. Oh, um, 
what was it called? What was it called? What was it called? Oh, Skyline. 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 It was like that. Well, it wasn't. Skyline was fucking terrible. That film was wank. Oh my word! Absolutely. It reminds me of that. Fucking dross. But <laughs> why would you even bring Skyline up? I'm angry again, though. It did have one cool bit where the drones went in. In Skyline, that was quite cool. I'll give them that. With the drones went in. Yeah, it's like their big aerial battle, but they used like fighter drones instead. Oh, okay. Which was quite a cool bit, but but no, it's been a weird year, and one thing, not really nerdy, but what would be a miss not to mention Tom Petty dying. Yeah, absolutely. Which was a nerdy thing, I'd say. You can have nerdy music. Yeah, but it was the thing where it went round he died and then it went round that he may not have died it was prematurely announced so you had that glimmer of hope mm. and then it turned out he had died and I'm a massive Tom Petty fan he was one of I'm not a big concert goer but he was on my list of people I would have liked to have seen live I see you've got Tom Petty and Heartbreak E on your oh yeah I never noticed that on there yeah that's a fuck up innit <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's one of my Christmas presents mm. So, but yeah, no, that was really sad, and see, led a lot of people to uh, go out and buy Tom Petty albums, which is always good. Even me, I went out and bought one. Did you? Did you not own any Tom Petty? Well, no. you said it. Tom Petty's one of those people that you didn't realise he sang a lot of the songs. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, a lot of his songs without knowing it was Tom Petty, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Unless you're a fan. I mean, I became a fan of Tom Petty because of Jerry Maguire. When he's driving along, singing along to Free Falling, and mm. I just absolutely loved that song. And then she's the one came out, and he did the soundtrack to that mm. with Walls, which is one of my all-time favourite songs. It's not a Tom Petty song that gets talked about a lot, but I love it. And then I bought when I left Tesco's, they gave me some Tesco's vouchers, and I bought the anthology album with the notes from Cameron Crowe in it. And then from there, I just fell down the rabbit hole of Tom Petty. And, uh, just superb uh, Damn the Torpedoes is a fantastic album and, uh, yeah sort of from there Tom Petty and then from Tom Petty sort of discovered other music as well I've got quite a weird mix eclectic taste in music and it's been a bit of a rubbish year for people I liked sort of dying I mean George Michael died towards the end of last year sort of between Christmas and New Year wasn't it he died last Christmas yeah but I really like pop music I not a pop music snob George Michael did fantastic pop music some of his shit was weird but he did some great pop songs so that was a shame he sort of these last two years have been shit mm. <laughs> for people dying and then Barry Norman died this year as well which of course was, he did I forgot about that that was early on wasn't it which was fucking devastating and although we've got to the point this year now it was Trevor Noah on the Daily Show <laughs> it was something I thought as well that you see a celebrity's name trending on Twitter now yeah and it's got to the point with so many sexual abuse allegations going around that you've hoped they've died (laughs) 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 and it is because it's kind of like they've either died or somebody's made an allegation against them (laughs) but it has got so bad where you wish it'd be well please I please die please (laughs) die quick Please let me remember you as you were. Please, darling, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. But, yeah, so... 
but no it's interesting year with well interesting couple of years with people dying an interesting year with people being knocked off their pedestal mm. <laughs> kind of thing and um yeah so how about TV series this year then uh, you didn't watch Stranger Things I don't watch Stranger Things no I enjoy Stranger Things uh, too that was very good I thought did you watch The Defenders no or it was Iron Fist and The Defenders bizarrely I've watched apart from two seasons of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've watched absolutely none of the Marvel TV universe I recommend the first series of Daredevil Jessica Jones is really good the second series of Daredevil is a fucking slog but it is quite good mm. uh, Punisher is brilliant yeah I've still not watched Punisher Luke Cage I liked it up to the point where it got caught up in its own story arc mm. I like the, there's a couple of episodes of Luke Cage where they're doing the hero for hire stuff where mm. he's just going around doing it's a bit like my one complaint about Robocop is what I'd like to have seen a bit more of him Robocopping before the plot of the film took over because you only get that one night of him out on the streets Robocopping yeah not a euphemism <laughs> 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 Robo cupping, <laughs> um, but yeah, and like I say, it sort of gets bogged down. And no, there's... I'm not having this. I'm not going to slag off Robocop with me. Yeah? I'm not slagging it off. Yes, you are. I'm saying you're saying it could be better. Would... It couldn't be better. It is a perfect movie. Would you not have enjoyed it if there was just a little bit more of him going around doing street level crime fighting before it got into the Dick Jones stuff? I'm not answering that question as a lead. As a because the answer is yes. The answer is yes. It's just a bit more Robocop for your money. I'd only prefer Robocop. I'd, well, I'd like the film better if he was in front of me. I was naked. <laughs> Ew. Don't just change the subject. This is getting dangerous. This <laughs> is. Your poor wife. <laughs> I bet she fears the day you come home wanting to roleplay. <laughs> Can you imagine? She's always. I mean, she likes Robert Downey Jr. She was all about me. Oh, but you're going to do role play. You can role play Robert Downey Jr. I wouldn't take off the freaking Iron Man costume. <laughs> You'd have to get a hatch. <laughs> <laughs> like like a baby's onesie. <laughs> as long as it went swish, I'll be alright. That's the Marvel merchandise Disney not got going, isn't it? Crotchless Iron Man suits. <laughs> Oh, imagine that pressed against your flesh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, um, see my arc reactor. Then you had Iron Fist, which I actually quite enjoyed, but I think my expectations were set low. It is fucking dull in places, but I did quite enjoy Iron Fist. I thought it got a lot of shit it didn't necessarily deserve. That's another piece of merchandise you can sexualise. Well, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. And then the Defenders this year I found underwhelming. Hmm. It took about three episodes from all to get together, and then it's—it's it's not like the Avengers where they get to it no, quite it's quick. Uh, I see where I went mm. wrong. Yeah, but yeah. So, and I've just struggled to work up the enthusiasm for Punisher at the moment. I thought I've got this week off. I can binge watch a Pun- I've Punisher. I've heard very good things about. Punisher. Yeah, I have. I've heard it's sort of a return to form kind of thing. Mm. But I think the problem with their series like that it's because they do it as one it's basically one long thing it's designed to be binge watched mm. um, it kind of gets lost in itself it could do with being a little bit episodic in places okay yeah I think they get sort of because you get about three episodes of build up because mm. they're obviously going for the three act structure kind of thing so you get the three or four episodes of build up then the 
it's the thing of a the three acts of a thing is man climbs tree man gets stuck in tree man climbs down tree mm. oh I see and it, they That's all follow that and it's kind of like uh, let's get going let's go oh he's doing the stuff he's doing oh no it's gone fucking wrong then it's how he sort of pulls they pull themselves back from it okay and it's it's a bit like the Marvel movies to a certain degree they all follow a same sort of story beats hmm it's kind of you know a fun introduction the bit in the middle and then generally fighting something big from space or, or shooting down from space or that tends to be their ends but they do it so well that you enjoy it but the TV series just seems to be lacking because they don't go in for the fun feel of the movies mm. Which, and I'm not saying they should because Daredevil's a very different character to Thor or Iron Man uh, Thor wanted to get uh, Daredevil wanted to get pulled off by his hammer would be a different thing to but but yeah so um but next year I'm excited they're doing a Good Omens TV series. I know, I'm looking forward to that as Which, well. Which, I love the radio thing mm-hmm. that Dirt Mags did. Mm. The radio thing. <laughs> the uh, audio drama, I thought that was really well done. Um, I will hold up that I've not read Good Omens, the book. I am for many years. I have done, but not for a long while. So, because I was... I found some Terry Pratchett so hit and miss. Mm. And, you know there are people that love everything Terry Pratchett did and I wholeheartedly salute you um, there are fantastic Terry Pratchett books uh, Mort is still one of my favourite books not just Terry Pratchett books but just mm. favourite book and that was you that lent me a copy of that got me into that but I've, I've found other ones a bit I don't know if it I've... can be quite heavy to read sometimes but I still you know I, I went through all of his books in two years recently um, yeah I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to the TV series that'd be quite interesting It's oh, I haven't really enjoyed any of the other TV series I know, like they did going postal oh that was did. shit yeah I didn't like Colour of Magic was rubbish uh, I again, I Hogfather wasn't. was rubbish it was dreadful Hogfather was the better one I thought yeah but it was still dreadful <laughs> yeah um, I always thought they should have done more I never understood why they didn't do more that's probably one of the books that lends itself to being quite cinema, uh, quite filmable yeah because it's a fairly straightforward story. They, they're doing the, the the We Free Men movies, aren't they? Yeah. I'm quite looking forward to that. Um, it's Isn't it being written by Jim Henson's daughter? Is that correct? Mm, yes, I think you might be right. I'm not 100% sure. I've not really read much on it, but... Because, you know, they didn't put it as a clickbait article. <laughs> so I wasn't sucking in. But I think... I'm not a big fan of fantasy novels. Mm. I like fantasy movies, I like fantasy comics, but just reading it as prose doesn't mm. really do much for me. As odd as that sounds. But it's like some science fiction books just leave me cold as fiction, but I will happily watch a science fiction movie or read a science fiction comic. Um, I think sometimes I potentially lack the imagination to all the thing I picture in my mind is never actually how it was intended to be. But... But no, that's exciting, and we got a Black Lightning TV series coming, which is from the people who did Arrow. So all those series in the Arrowverse, although I don't think Black Lightning is meant to be part of the Arrowverse. No, oh, I'm unaware. It's a DC character, right? Um, one that I really like, was a fan of, but but yeah. So there's that. Um, yeah, this is a bit ramshackled, isn't it? <laughs> it was bound to be so, really. 
So yeah, well there was lots of stuff we missed. Um, 20th Century Fox, we're going to... Oh, Disney, we're going to buy 20th Century Fox. And then, night and that didn't happen. And that didn't happen. I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. Because mm. for one, I don't want the X-Men mixing with the Marvel. It's never fit, sit, sat right with me, mutants being part of the Marvel yeah. universe in the comics. Um, plus, you know, then Disney don't everything. <laughs> They're trying to get their hands on Bond, I think, was the la- one of the last things, because they're still looking for somebody to pick that up for the distribution, unless that's been sorted now. Because Bond 25 is going ahead. Uh, there was going to be an Obi-Wan movie, and then that sort of fell apart. Yeah, absolutely. There was going to be a... Was it a Dark, dark Universe movie? But that doesn't seem to look like it was going to be happening. I quite enjoyed The Mummy. I'm going to have to watch it. I've not seen it yet. A film that people said was pretty shit that I really enjoyed was Kong Skull Island. I love that. I, don't, I, I was in a way people said it was shit because I really enjoyed that. Well, it Great wasn't film. one that people said was shit. It was just one that people were kind of like, yeah, kind of, kind of passed, didn't it? Yeah. And I mean, I didn't realise it was the guy who directed Kings of Summer, which is a film I really, really liked. Mm. Um, Have you watched Mindhorn yet? Is no. Mindhorn? No, I've got that to watch. I want to watch it. I just haven't. I'm waiting for it to come on telly because I'm a bit comedies I'm a bit more dubious about because I don't tend to find comedies as funny as I used to mm. I've kind of got a tinier to it the trailer was fantastic mm. and I'm hoping it's going to be Alan Partridge Alpha Papa style yeah I was thinking that rather than the other stuff I don't like yeah but um but yeah no, that's on my pile to watch so but then there was all the stuff with the DC movies that they were going to make movies that weren't part of the cinematic universe mm. so a Joker origin movie with a Joker that isn't Jared Leto and um, mm. I don't nothing more was ever said of that but that always sounded a bit like let's just throw shit out there and see what people go for yeah absolutely which is why I don't understand why they are still planning to make all those Spider-Man spin-offs now Cause yeah, because they're not going to be part of the Homecoming yeah, universe, are they? absolutely. I didn't get that. Just like the Venom movie. It's like, do we need a Venom movie? Yeah. Venom's an alright character, they but does he need... Venom properly yet. No. And I mean, because there was that whole thing that they reckoned that that movie Life with Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds that came out earlier this year was a backdoor prequel to a Venom movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and that they were they were trying to say people would have to start a conspiracy theory that it was the like black ooze stuff that they find in space that they're probing on there oh no yeah 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 was no, going to turn out to be the symbiote no I, I did see the trailer for that I've not seen that yet I've not seen it it just looked a bit mm. it kind of suffered from coming out at the same time as Alien Covenant which yeah. I kind of think that I probably would have been better watching life than Alien Covenant mm. Um, that was my biggest disappointment this year even though my expectations weren't set that high for it mm. I did think it was going to be a sort of return to form but I kind of think they should just leave the alien movies alone now they've done it, they've shit the bed twice <laughs> three times if you encounter Resurrection five if you encounter the two Alien vs Predator movies it never happened but it's just this need to fucking franchise everything that's where the Tom Cruise mummy film fell apart if they'd have done it and then gone... I mean, even put the Dark Universe logo at the beginning, mm. but then not tried to tie it in to setting up other films... Yeah, exactly. It would, But everybody's so, everybody wants that Batman Begins moment. 
of, you know, there was another robbery, we found this card. Mm. I'll look into it. Ooh, it's a Joker card. <laughs> Everybody wants that sort of moment. Whereas in Batman Begins, that Joker card didn't then... It was sequel bait. Yeah. But it wasn't done in a way that you kind of like, you know, oh, fuck. They really set that up now. It could have, you could have gone off and just read comics. Do you know that they should have done it like, uh, like Mac and me? <laughs> and Batman yeah. swings off and just blows a big, big, big um, chewing gum bubble thingy, bubble gum bubble, and it just says, uh, I'll be back. Oh, I'll be oh. back. <laughs> yeah. That's the way should, they should have done it. But it was like Terminator Genesis, which is a fucking shit movie. Mm. But it was so busy setting up sequels. And this is the problem, is that they're so preoccupied well, with setting up a universe. That was one of my biggest problems with Batman versus Superman. The fact that it was so, right, quickly, look what Marvel are doing. We've got to fit seven movies into this one movie. But, don't, but don't be Marvel about it. Yeah, exactly. Quick, let's, let's mention everything we can think of. Come on, put a bit of flesh in there, you know. Wonder Woman, do this, do that. Do the that. biggest problem with Batman v Superman was it was about four good movies crammed into one shit one. Mm. And I get that there are people out there that like Batman v Superman and all power to you and I'm glad you enjoyed it but you're wrong um, it's that weird thing and there was a, quite an interesting article about why are DC movie fans getting so uptight about negative criticism because mm. they just can't seem to see the faults and if you do criticise it then you're just a Marvel fanboy or you suck with the Marvel's dick or lots of other charming things that they put out there and I think anybody being honest it's like I can look at the Marvel films and think I really enjoyed that but it is not without flaws mm. Thor is not without flaws Thor Ragnarok Thor Thor Thor, Thor. 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 the Thor and Thor <laughs> it's not without th- flaws because there is a Thor it's like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 I really enjoy that film but it is very flawed mm. and it does in its over eagerness to deliver on what they did in the first one they kind of missed the point of what made the first one so special yeah absolutely because it felt like somebody trying to copy yeah oh this bit was really popular let's basically do the same thing it was it was like this is lightning in a bottle this yeah. is lightning we've generated with jumper cables mm. in a jar it's the same thing it's like it kind of isn't but but yeah, and I think not being able to recognise the flaws in films and just instantly going on the... And it's like critics not liking Justice League, everybody's instantly on the thing. But then you can't be like, oh, the critics don't like Justice League because they're Marvel bias. Mm-hmm. You can't then, fucking five months earlier or something, be like, critics love Wonder Woman. Yeah, critics know what they're talking about. It's like you can't have it both fucking ways. And it's there are shit Marvel movies, but they're still enjoyable. Iron yeah. Man Two is not very good. Iron Man Three, even worse. See, I like Iron Man no, Three. Terrible. Movie. There are things in Iron Man Three that I do not like, like the wastefulness. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. But that's kind of an example, a bit like Thor Ragnarok. Of, by the third film, Marvel can pretty much do what they want. If they want to put out an Iron Man film where he's barely in the suit, they can. <laughs> Which makes you wonder what the third Avengers is actually going to be. <laughs> Like, we called it Infinity War, but they're actually playing chess. <laughs> we call it Infinity War, but it does actually end. <laughs> but, but yeah. So anyway, we should sort of end this one looking to the future. Marty. 
<laughs> uh, True Believers 2018. Yay! Our fourth year. Yeah, right, isn't it? Fifth year from when we first conceived the idea. Mm. So, alright, well, we've been in it from the beginning. Yeah. You and me and Mo. I mean, it was Mojo's idea initially. Yeah, we just stole it from her. We Well, we just sort of adapted it and mm. made it she own. wanted to do it at Blackfriars because yeah. the summer event was what True Believers would have originally been. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which was one of the reasons we wanted to do it as well it was just an interesting thing to look at the road not taken kind of thing mm. and whether it would have worked like that and I think it would have <laughs> fuck um, <laughs> but yeah then I I sort of came to the table and was like if we're going to do it why don't we go for it mm. and go big and so and we sort went of, home. yeah we looked around at different venues King's Own being one of them yeah. I looked at online and then looked at the race course which was a good move because it's a spiritual home it is it's a great venue free parking which yeah. is a big thing for me a lot of events I won't go to because the tickets are like 10 quid and then you've got to pay for all day parking in the centre of a major city <coughs> Birmingham EC yeah or even, yeah or even the NEC which is why I'll never go to an MCM it costs you spent about mm-hmm. 30 quid before you even got through the fucking door absolutely no, that's true um, but yeah so we looked at that the free parking was a huge thing the prestige of the venue was a huge thing we kind of wanted to do it that we wanted people to take us seriously um, we made mistakes I think Neil Adams in retrospect was a mistake um, sort of running before we could walk mm. which was something you said to me at the time and I was going kind of, yeah it'll be fine I also agreed about I also said yeah do you know what Top Trumps is a great idea <laughs> you bastard <laughs> but but no it's been it's been interesting I, it's been uh, yeah would um, you say we're where you thought we'd be no not at all behind or in front oh, I mean in front I, I was very I've told you I was very pessimistic when it started but I think it's been a massive hit I think it has I don't I think the one thing it's it seems to get more difficult each year. Mm. I always thought that once we had a couple and we were established... I think it's that kind I, of... I didn't think we'd get to the point where that, people were snapping tickets up straight away, but I thought we'd build more on I tickets. I think it's that insecurity, though, that you've got all this and, you know, you don't want to kind of blemish it. By, you know, but you, you've got a, almost a reputation to yeah. withhold, you know? Um, yeah, and it, it, you know, you, you don't want to... Oh yeah, truly was for three years was fantastic, and the fourth year it was a bit crap. They had a truck of a dragon on the side yeah. as the main guest, you know. Damn it! <laughs> Fucking event stealing our thunder. <laughs> but so what have been your favourite bits about being involved? Not just your favourite moments, but from the whole planning side of it. Because obviously you and I, yeah. Um, I always enjoy this. Our little tradition is that we go out for a meal with the artists beforehand. Yep. So I get to. Get properly get my nerd on, and I love that. And, you know, just sitting down, and just watching artists talk about stuff that I'll never be able to do. It's just great. Um, it, for me, in a personal level, it is all about just meeting the artists and getting some tips and tricks. And I think it's done me some good as an artist as well. Yeah, you shit before. Absolutely, yeah, I was. <laughs> just kind of talking to them, and you know, just it, it, it's every. I, I get a proper shot of inspiration at every con and it lasts me for at least three or four months afterwards 
you know could you really do it twice a year then exactly absolutely <laughs> you know it, it's great and I love it and the, actually there on the day as well wandering around it's great it's a long day but it's brilliant and it, I just the day just goes so quick and uh, you know just witnessing everybody and just talking to everybody and just seeing all the cosplays and you know it's great fun um yeah, it's hard work, isn't it? You know, even the amount of I mean, work I do compared to you, it's still very hard work. Yeah, because there's a lot in the run-up. There's a lot of design work. Yeah, but basically, I, 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 I dump on your doorstep. Yeah, I do the graphic design work. And I do all the um, all the pretty posters and that kind of thing. Actually, I haven't this year. You did the pretty poster this year. Which is why it's not so pretty. <laughs> um, well, we tried something different this year, didn't we? We yeah. tried a bit more, not on the nose, but a bit more. On the nose, I think. Yeah, on right. the nose, yes. But without being kind of like, you know, we didn't just grab stock pictures of Batman jumping and... No, we did that the first year. The silhouette. Actually, it wasn't a stock picture. I drew that in the You drew but, that, yeah. Yeah, but I did kind of take it off. A, I did see some... Oh, that, that looks quite a silhouette of Batman. I don't give away all the secrets here. I'm going to shut up. But no, but what I mean is we didn't just grab, like, the traditional Superman fly-in... No. Then stick a picture of Judge Dredd on it, and then stick a picture of Dennis the Menace on that, it. That was the third year. <laughs> that was the aborted third year plan. Um, no, I think we've been creative and worked hard to build a brand. You no, know, we have. Um, yeah, and we've had compliments that the brand's very good as well. We have, and I mean, that was pure fucking Disney school of branding. Mm. Is that? I mean, that was why we came up with the True Believer comic fella character was that we wanted a character because we didn't want to be you know build your event around a silhouette of fucking Iron Man or mm. something like that because you're building your brand around somebody else's IP and it's it's tricky then to sort of do things with it to monotonise it kind mm. of thing if you ever wanted to get to the point where you monotonised it and to have something that people would look at and wouldn't first thought be oh that's Iron Man Mm. would be oh that's true believers and you know we're not there yet where people are like oh that's true believers some people are but so we worked hard sort of building a brand and creating our own knockoff Mickey Mouse Michael Mouse <laughs> called Roland Rat <laughs> um, yeah and that was fun sort of building it that way and just watching it all come together kind of thing and it's it's hard as well. I mean, it's really hard. Mm. I mean, like I say, it's got harder each year to get advanced. T- I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's that there's more events or that there's more events that announce themselves, sell a load of tickets, and then disappear. And people feel like you know they don't want to take that risk on an event anymore, mm. even one that's got a track record of three solid events. So there's always that financial thing hanging over me of how much of this am I going to have to cover out of my own pocket and hope we make it back on the door kind yeah. of thing um, but also I mean it's the, but the it's, one thing we've always found hard as well is the actual is the is getting the word out there isn't it that's the yeah. one thing it is and because when we started True Believers there were quite a few comic cons but there weren't that many comic focused cons yeah and it's sort of they've become gradually risen more to prominence and the format's changed again. There's, you're getting a lot more free Comic Cons being put on in libraries. Mm. Which is sort of 
the next step, I think, for taking away from our kind of event. And, you know, where True Believers, we always had a five-year plan and I always was aware of the financial risk. We're about, to put on, we're about a 15 grand con. Mm. Um, so I was always aware that there would be the potential that I would have to cover that because what we will never do is cancel the event unless like you know something majorly goes fucking wrong like you know one of us dies or you know it's knocked into a coma kind of thing the event will happen don't you dare put in your will that when you go I've got a bloody man oh yeah if I die or I'm in a <laughs> it is my dying wish <laughs> or I'm in a coma you've got to run it without me oh my god can you imagine <laughs> you and my wife <laughs> be in a shed <laughs> Oh, just you'll you'll be the only one there at the table. <laughs> we'll maybe Skype in, I guess. <laughs> but um, and it's, I mean, if I'm honest, I thought if we were going to be successful, that it would be a lot easier that we'd sell a lot more tickets in advance than we do. We seem mm. to sell less tickets in advance each year, but we always seem to do the money on the door, mm. which makes it the numbers, which makes it a bit tricky when people kind of like, "What's your expected footfall for this year?" It's like, well, at the moment we've sold seven. It's like the summer one. I think we sold about 30 to 50 tickets in advance. Mm. It wasn't a huge number, and I was shitting myself that no one was going to show up on the day, pretty much. Because of your advance tickets, you generally get at least five or so people who don't turn up. Who either forget they bought tickets, or Mm. just for whatever reason can't make it on the day anymore. Um, But then that we had a really strong but we've always done really well on the door I think it's just a Gloucestershire thing people don't tend to buy things in advance anymore mm. and like I say I don't know if it's because there's a lot of events out there like this where people kind of like live in hand to mouth kind of thing with they'll buy the tickets for the next event after the previous event's gone kind of thing and um like I say I think Gloucester Comic Con starting sort of took away the casuals were more interested in getting autographs from celebrities than yeah maybe going to a con um it's something that you know after our five years we'll look at how we adapt to fit i don't want to go down the route of celebrities but whether we scale back and become a smaller event or, or we could focus it all on the eaters or we could focus it all on the eaters true believers 2020 yeah 80s palooza oh <gasps> we could get the gold books there oh that'd be amazing <laughs> but yeah so that's sort of that's my one major headache is the money side of it mm. but I'm not in it for the money I'm in it because I just love doing just as well it. really yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> don't let my wife unfortunately my wife has already established she doesn't listen to this <laughs> so um but yeah but no I I get really excited about putting it together I get really excited when I invite a guest waiting for him to come back to me mm. and you know I get a little sad when my emails just come back unread or I never get a reply or a week before they go oh I've just seen this yeah I'd love to come it's kind of ah uh, whiffle <laughs> Andy you can't have a table anymore <laughs> you can but it's out in the car park <laughs> it's in the toilets <laughs> well that's right because everyone's got to visit it at least once well yeah but what if so they're running out of paper idea, got one. <laughs> oh god <laughs> five pound for toilet roll that's bloody expensive I'll buy that card that card and that card <laughs> Wipe. It doesn't flush. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of ply are those Bluetooth cards? <laughs> what? Not even thinner. <laughs> but no. Um. 
like I say, I love seeing all that come together. I love seeing the small press thing. I mean, we got a really good word of mouth name amongst small press and people who table. It's just sometimes it's hard getting that conveyed across to ticket buyers, mm. kind of thing. I think, like I say, I don't know if marketing's our weak point or whether it's just no, shouting into a void. I think a lot I of think the time. it would be hard anyway, but mainly because to I do mean we're proper, not the proper. only event that struggles with yeah. advanced tickets. I've spoken to a few people naming no events, but I've spoken to a few other con organisers that I'm friendly with. Because there are a few of us that will help each other out mm-hmm. and talk to each other and say, look, you know, we're having a problem with this. How's it going with you guys? And um, there are other events that have been like, we've sold so few advance tickets in advance that I was worried we were going to have to cancel it. Yeah. But then in the last two weeks before the event and on the day, we just fucking blitzed it. And I think that tends to be the way people buy now. But, but to promote it properly, though, it would cost so much bloody. I mean, you're looking at doubling or tripling your budget if you want to properly, you know, put it in Mavits and magazines like we did once, didn't we? First year we did it. We did. We had Starbucks let us have a magazine because I write for them. I got an advert, a couple of adverts in mm. there, and we put one in Sci Fi Now, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't generate anything. Mm. But I think, again, the trouble is, is that you've got this one in a magazine that will also have an ad for an MCM or a Showmasters event that will boast Spike from Buffy and mm. this doctor from Doctor Who and this person who was under a lot of makeup and, and Pam Rose <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew Lee Potts and all the usual suspects kind of thing and that will always have a fucking who is Andrew Lee Potts? Primeval is that what he was in? and he's been in some other things as well mm. he's been in Hannah from this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I apologise. <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> but yeah, um, and that the longevity was of he those. The singer for Van Halen. <laughs> no, he was not. Oh. Um, that was Eddie Van Halen, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, Andrew Lee Pop, Eddie Van Halen. I can see yeah. where you went wrong. I mean, we could have had Right Said Fred, but not that kind of event. We never got offered Jedward, though. Gutted about. The other day, I saw a message come in. Oh, Oh, who was it? It was somebody who was in Harry Potter, and he'd been in some other things. He was doing something with The Simpsons as well. Didn't he play with live action? I can't remember the character's name now. He was the, the orchestra, the music teacher. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Were there a live-action Simpsons? No, not that I've ever seen. Oh, he said it was played live-action Simpsons. But maybe he does at home by himself. Mm. But, yeah, and it's... I mean, he was perfectly fine when I sent him a message back saying we weren't that kind of event. Mm. You sometimes get people who message back being kind of like, well, if you ever become a real event. <laughs> it's like, fuck off. <laughs> um, and we do get it where you, like people ask you who your guest list is and you'll say it's like Mike Collins such and such such and such such and they're like oh what were they in mm. like, no no they're like comic artists it's a comic con comic books they're, yeah they're comic artists I've never seen any of their stand up yeah <laughs> we've had the mm. Sue Ryder for a tweet going if you fancy some laughs go to this comic con <laughs> it's kind of uh, yeah we're, we're, coming, we're funny but we're comic <laughs> As in comic books. Mm. But, um, 
so yeah, there's there's that sort of battle. I think people have a preconceived idea of what a Comic Con is. It mm. doesn't tend to involve comics anymore. But then, being a fan of Iron Man doesn't mean you're a fan of comics anymore. Yeah. So, the world's kind of changed. But we appeal to that niche market that like the arts. There are a few of us left. There are a few of us. A few of us who will be found dead under a pile of comics because <laughs> we weren't willing to let go. <laughs> but or have been murdered by our wives. <laughs> yeah, that's more likely to happen. But no, so, like I said, there's that. I love seeing it come together. I loved the night before. I loved going up to the race course to set the venue up. Um, even if somebody does steal our thunder and post photos on Instagram before we get there. <laughs> oh, crikey, I forgot about that. Um, not bought a ticket this year. Funny <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, I love all that stuff. I love meeting the guests. I love chatting with the guests. Um, Tell you the bit I don't like, tidying up afterwards. But it goes on forever. Or waiting for that one last jewellery table. One person, oh my word. To yeah. slowly pack up every individual earring into its own little case. Yeah. They're not back this year. <laughs> no, they're not. No. Um, if you're at a Comic Con and it's pack up time, get your shit together. Mm. It's like it saves, it's better for you and it's better for the organiser and it's better for the venue. Otherwise, you will hit a point where you'll have the security guards at the venue just shooing you out. <laughs> what year? Was it this year or last year when that there was a missing handbag? This year. That was this year as well, was it? Or a wallet or something that was missing. Yeah. Um, I don't know what ever happened with that. Then the year before that, there was, there was somebody waiting for taxis. Or a lift. Remember, they were hanging around for ages and ages. Yeah. Which we don't mind. No. Good chance to chat with people like that, um, but yeah, it's uh, the day I m- largely miss. Yeah, there are snippets of the days that I remember, but I remember because I'm running photos. from one end of the race course to the other. But yeah, yeah it's looking at the photos and then we go, kind of, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't yeah. see that. When did Andy get time to do that? Bastard! Mm. He should have been running around. <laughs> <laughs> so what have we got planned? Now? What's on the itinerary for next year so far? What can we reveal? So guests. We've got returning favourites like Mike Collins. The Edmonton Brothers are coming back. I absolutely love the Ed- yeah. Edmonton Brothers. I highly recommend getting the like Straczynski book. I'd like to marry them too. Have you got that? Yes. I might have to borrow that. Uh, I mean, get the sketchbooks as well. Um, Rachel Smith is back again. Yeah. Emma Vicelli's back after not being there last year. Yeah. Um, Dylan Teague, because Andy won't get involved unless Dylan Teague's there. It is in my contract. Jack Lawrence, who's done a superb Superman True Believer Lanyard, yeah. which is only available if you buy your tickets in advance online. Jackademus is our name. Yep. Um, and we got Vince and Tony are back from the Awesome Podcast, and they're bringing Dan with them this year. Oh, really? So, And they're meant to be launching their comic anthology there, mm. which will be cool. Um, we've got a few things launching. And then new guests, we've got uh, Guillermo Ortego, is going to be there who backed our Kickstarter way back when but then had to cancel oh, really? but let us keep money Aww. so he's coming as a guest this year uh, Kev Hopgood who was the co-creator of War Machine wow so uh, Don Cheadle in the movies mm. uh, we've got Phil Winslade who did an awesome Batman meets Top Cat crossover they did seriously yeah they did Hanna Barbera meets DC oh, of course yeah, yeah like I knew that backstory well, that was really good. Um, Staz Johnson. Mm. Going to be there. Awesome, awesome artwork. Uh, Christian Wild Goose, who was 
most recently on Batgirl but also does Porcelain which I've not read yet but I've heard nothing but good things about mm. and um, our most recent guest that we added was Anthony Johnson who wrote um, The Coldest Day which was the comic that the movie Atomic Blonde is based on oh yeah absolutely so and that's really cool and he created the Dead Space game mm. which I'm not a big gamer but I understand it's hugely popular I didn't know that what? I didn't know he also did Dead Space yeah because I've played all of Dead Spaces two oh. of them yeah I didn't realise that yeah I knew he did Atomic Blonde because I was chatting about it because he was at Thought Bubble uh, I didn't know he did Dead Space cool so you're the reason he hesitated mm. <laughs> yeah he did Dead Space as well so could have somebody else to chat to other than Dylan mm. even Dylan after have a fight where he's going to talk to you I know I just sit in my throne <laughs> fight not on Iron Throne though they want a fucking fortune to get that in the event yeah I know because they messaged me can we get a truck with an Iron Throne painted on the side Ooh, we could do mm. or just make one out of toilet roll that'll work we should get a load of comic boxes and make a comic box throne oh that'd be great that's our idea fuck off <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we're going to have panels, which we haven't finalised yet. Because, mm. like I say, a um, bit behind on a certain stuff I'm going to hold my hands up to, but add stuff going on, as I said before. So, um, yeah, um, we're going to have workshops again. And after the success of the two workshops we had last year, we're hoping to put a couple more in. So we're going to do another superhero life drawing. With me, yay. Which went down really well at both True Believers in Feb and the summer event I forgot that was one of my highlights you know yeah yeah that, that was great it was one of those things that. That, well we sort of had a minor argument about whether we had enough clipboards yeah because I was like are you sure ten's going to be enough and you're like we're going to need like three yeah <laughs> honestly yeah I'll give you that one it was like oh, no one's going to be interested because everyone's going to be too interested walking around and buying stuff and I was wrong <laughs> I was blown away but as I said I bought ten clipboards thinking there were a few left over and we need to triple that but and it went really well and we've hopefully got a um, workshop put by creating comic zine, uh, zines mm. and mini comics with um, hopefully with Sarah Millman I'm just which will hopefully be announcing soon NPCT yes back the kickstarter mm. now it's well worth that's a comic I picked up mm. and uh, really enjoyed um, but yeah so we've got those I'm hoping to get a couple more and hopefully John Bates going to do a workshop with us again um, and all the workshops are going to be all ages and uh, they're designed to inspire people to create and, uh, we'll have to celebrate cosplay again um, but we're hoping to do something that sort of celebrates 80 years of Superman which is what the lanyard's for that's why there wasn't a vote on the lanyard this year it was I was but I was doing it for Superman he's done enough for us mm. He gave his life to Hot Doomsday. Yeah. The least we could do. Yeah. And Superman's the reason I... Without Superman, I wouldn't have got in, probably wouldn't have got into comics. Or I'd have got into Spawn, like all them sad fucks. <laughs> I was into Spawn. Just so you get it. <laughs> it. Um, although, Spawn was never really my thing, but those Todd McFarlane tutorials... Are fantastic that he does a yeah. fucking ace and he makes it look so fucking easy yeah. it's like those life hack videos and kind of, this is how you can get fucking this with this and a half a tennis ball and then you try it in real life and you're like that doesn't fucking work <laughs> this is horseshit but yeah we've got that and as mentioned before we will be launching Tales from Beyond Infinity yes which is our charity comic 
featuring short comic stories from people like Vince Hunt, Andy Bloor, Susie Gander's done a pair of one. So Vince Hunt, we've got a Red Mask from Mars one in there. So if we start from the beginning in the mock-up, we've got the guys from the Inheritor have done a short four-page story for it, and then you say short four pages, they're all about four pages. Well, yeah, but they're not twenty-four page comics. Yeah, um, and each one is exclusive to the book, the Tales from Beyond Infinity, so it won't be in anything else at least for a little while, at least a year, and and um, yeah, they're all new stories. So we've got that, and then Mike Garley, Michael E. Graham, and Michael all, Stock have done a Samurai Slasher one. Yeah. So, although Mike goes by Mike. Mm. Uh, Mike goes by Mike, really. <laughs> but I think he's gone for Michael for symmetry. Mm. Um, Sam Webster's done an Unfamiliar Skies three-page short in there. Susie Gander's done a Periwinkle one. Uh, a running theme on a lot of them is Robin Jones as the letterer. I'll tell you what she should have done instead of redoing it. As um, those the pages that was well, put the two missing pages. She, put, in she this. should have put the missing pages in our comic. <laughs> Damn it! Um, some bloke called Craig Toll Who? done something called Wages of Cindy, which has got a nice little Easter egg in his comic as well. Yeah, spot it. Um, but yeah, which really excited about because you know, like with Andy, it's we just hang around you all the time. <laughs> you can't get rid of us. <laughs> we basically bully friends into yeah. <laughs> doing things. Uh, John Late's done a Brethren Born story with Dan Harris on art and Rob Jones again lettering <laughs> it's a good job you don't get royalty checks from this because Rob Jones would make a fucking fortune <laughs> um, yeah so we've got a nice four page Brethren Born story um, then Rob Jones and uh, the Maddiest team have done a Griff Gristle story which you can't read it very well in the mock up but and then we've also got a uh, Red Mouse from Mars by Vince Hunt with uh, Sean Doby on colours mm-hmm. which is a great little four page story and then we've got a Midnight Man one pager as well which is superb which is possibly my favourite I'll be honest <gasps> you can pick favourites I think it's great I, I love it they're all my favourites oh shush get off the fucking fence except the cover <laughs> <laughs> fuck the cover <laughs> um, yeah and then so it's just going through the mock-up working out it's one of those things I've stared at it so long now that and yeah and it's all the money we're basically paying for the print out of our own pocket and then all of the money from the cover price so it, say it's £5 per issue all of the money from the cover price will go to the Sue Rider Le Canton Hall Hospice which is where we're doing it in memory of my brother-in-law who was a massive comic book fan who sadly died of a brain tumour and he, his last days were at Sue Rider Lecampton Court and they took really good care of him and looked after him and um, yeah, do a job I could never do and yeah, it's not um, yeah sadly some people get various forms of cancer that can't be cured and there are people that make their remaining days as easy as possible as easy as a situation like that can be <laughs> we've, t- we've seen it to telephone now haven't we? we have but <laughs> children in need um <laughs> comic nerds in need but yeah um so all the money's going to them in memory of that and uh yeah we'll there'll be a bit more information about it in there and uh yeah everybody's donated their stories for free 
all their time, effort, everything. And I tried to do a two-page comic, and I got through a page and a half. <laughs> so God knows how these people did four <laughs> pages. Um, I did one page. That took long enough. So, but there's that. We're hoping to do. I'm hoping to get a uh, charity raffle going again. Maybe get another jam piece. Maybe see if we can get some other prizes. Uh, which the jam piece last year was fantastic. <laughs> it was, and if you listen to the Nick Products episode of the Awesome Podcast, hmm. there's a great. He tells a great story about. And I sort of came round, and he was like, "No, I don't think I'm supposed to draw on this." He's like, no, fucking draw on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, I have like a guest book kind of thing that gets passed around that people could put sketches in and that, and it's purely selfishly for me. Just I miss the day generally, but it's nice it? to have this. And mm. we started it with the evening with Paul Cornell. Mm. I forgot to take it to the summer event, but it then I remembered it at Trubies in Feb, and it's just like a Ghostbusters book that goes round and people can doodle in it or write a little note. Fortunately, nobody's put what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Why am I here, you pricks? Yeah. You pricks. And um, but yeah, and I'm. I'm really looking forward to, I mean I, every year I look forward to it's like every day's Christmas Eve doing this sort of thing and the lows are massively below the highs the highs are superb seeing people on the day I'm having a great time seeing kids on the day I'm having a great mm. time seeing people getting messages from people saying that they had an idea for a comic but didn't know how to do it but haven't been to the event they're now doing it those people then having a table the following year or people who've met and got together or fucking you actually going from my first table was actually believers 2014 15 yeah uh, yeah 14 second mm-hmm. event yeah yeah and then you had a big bigger table last year mm. which no 14 was the first event no it was 2017 <laughs> 2014, 17 16. Year, 16 and 17 you had table so second and third yeah that's right and then you got a table this year but that's been a huge thing just watching mm. you go forward from and even just myself I mean I'm nowhere in, in your league but just even myself being more creative with doing more drawing and getting braver at putting my drawings out there do you think the sketch timber thing would be a lot of good I think it did yeah mm. I mean, I'm not at a point where I looked at things and was like, I could probably fucking sell that. Because mm-hmm. for one, it wasn't my thing. And I was really pleased with how like Inktober progressed and finishing on my Monster Squad piece, which I really, really am pleased with. It's mm. not without flaws, but as the artist, you always see the flaws in them, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And um, the biggest thing's always been learning to post a picture without commenting on it myself. Mm. Unless it is a thing like this. You used to do that, didn't you? You used to say, oh, I'm putting this up, but it's shit, or I'm, gonna, I'm putting this up, but I'm not happy with the answer wrong, or whatever. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't, I've noticed you don't do that anymore. The only thing I've done recently is the last two Draw Something Sundays, I've been trying to draw female, because I'm not great at drawing female characters. Mm. It's one of the reasons I bought a Playboy book. Yeah, go on. We've been through this. You're the only person I can say I bought a Playboy book so that I could draw the. I know, that's what I mean. And I just wish my wife would believe you, that's my poor collection. <laughs> she will believe me. Well, it's difficult when she catches you smudging one out to her. <laughs> smudging one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we use a rubber. 
<laughs> Bosch rank. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's your patchy rubber as well. <laughs> yeah, I find that gets stuck. Right. Um, Genuinely, I was. This is genuine, actually. The other week, I was drawing in the bed. <laughs> and Tell was asleep. And she woke up and she thought I was doing something because I was, I was rubbing something out. Of, I was, seriously. <laughs> like, the bed was kind of vibrating a little bit. It's like I watched a really shit film in 1999. I can't remember what it was called. But it was basically. It was a bit like Weird Science. Somebody sort of like created their ideal man, mm. but it was their best friend because I can't remember the thing basically she's led on a bunk bed and he's led on the bed below and it's just the camera's focused on her and then you can hear a noise of something rubbing on the bed below so you think he's masturbating and then it goes down it's him polishing a trophy <laughs> <laughs> when we moved out of our first house where I used to draw in bed all the furniture got taken out you could just see all the rubbins <laughs> really from from where I'd rubbed things out oh, I see, oh, I see. just brushed it onto the floor and it, <laughs> I'd gone on the bedside table then down behind the bedside table so it all came out and there's just loads of rubbings from erasers <laughs> not rubbers <laughs> um, did you ever explain where that title came from? Tales from Beyond Infinity yeah. we did yeah from the uh, Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity was it a soft porn movie that we discovered? it was not soft porn it, it was, was soft it was porn. titillation it was soft porn I don't remember there being a sex... Well, there might have been one sex unit. There was a robot in it at one point, but the robot was doing sex. <laughs> well, that explains why you liked it. Yeah. It was like, they all turn moving. Do you want to watch Short Circuit? Does the robot do sex? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Not my kind of movie. <laughs> when you say 25 is alive, which department? <laughs> <laughs> Upstairs or downstairs? <laughs> but, yeah, so... Anyway, yeah, no, I think it's nice to see people's creative minds flowing from mm. the event. Like you say, you're charged up for about three months mm. after the event. Yeah. Just as being to people, and... His sketch bank is full. His sketch bank is full. And speaking of your sketch bank, mm. have you mentioned... I haven't, no. ...what is coming? So, I've got a few things watching at the were. table. <laughs> what's coming, yeah. I've got a few things in the pipeline to sit at my table. I've got a few more art prints... Which um, some brand new pieces, including the cover that I did for Tales of Infinity. I'm going to sell that as a print as well, with proceeds going to the Sue Rider Appeal. And but also I put together um, a, a sketchbook. Basically, it's going to be a some a sketchbook of my sketches from 2015 onwards, and mainly they're robots. And it's all my robot sketches for the last yeah last two or three years, and it's going to be called um, oh, what color? What I call it? What I call it? The sketchbook of robots, robots and stuff and, and other stuff, but mainly robots. Although I might take out the other stuff and just have robots. <laughs> robots and some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, robots and how the fuck did that get in there? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm quite quite excited about it. First time I've ever done anything like it quite personal as well because you know it's basically it's all my mistakes all my grit and everything like that in it it's basically the thing me and Wiggy have been telling you to put out for ages yeah and then one guy gives you a thing and tells you you could put it out as a sketchbook you could sell I had a yeah I, I did I had a, a really really good um, sketchbook crit at Nottingham which made me realise actually I could do this <laughs> made me realise made you realise that your friends are talking sense <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm watching that. I might. I'm also thinking of doing a zoot one as well if I get around to doing that one as well. Um, so it's been quite interesting. So come along. That's the only reason you need to get a ticket in advance. <laughs> you like robots and stuff. Yeah, robots and stuff. But I mean, if you've been to True Blues before, you know what to expect. It's relaxed. It's really good for it's there's good a lot of enthusiastic fun. people, like-minded. If you're like us, it's not overcrowded. No, it's it's a nice atmosphere. There's plenty to do for the whole day. You can stay for the day, or if you just want to come in, if you're purely somebody who comes in to buy stuff and meet creators, and mm. there's plenty of that. If you're in to more the practical side of it, there's the workshops for you. If you're into toys and games, there's all of that. If you're into hearing people talk, but we'll have tabletop gaming again, mm-hmm. run by Proud Lion. Um, if you're into hearing people talk about creating comics and you know working in that world, there's that. I mean, there's something for everyone if you're into comics or if you're into cosplay. We do a great cosplay hall, which I can't really take credit for because it's mm-hmm. run by Stephanie and Chevy and Andy, other Andy, not me. Um, and they do a great job with it and it's uh, I've largely handed it over to them because I cosplay means nothing to me kind of thing <laughs> it's, it's not something I'm particularly into I take my hat off to people who do it mm. and um, and they have a great time I wish I had the balls to do it I wish I had the balls to do it I'm not in the costume to do yeah. it <laughs> help my balls mm. <laughs> that's the problem I keep going ballless <laughs> but yeah um so it's just a great fun day out and for all the family as well there's nothing that you not want. I mean my kids come every year because they have to because they need their labour yeah, I was going to say you bully them into working don't you bully them into working okay. Jack begs me he wants to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to come over when we get there for setting up time but but and he has a great time as well um, he loves meeting the people dressed up in character because to him he's met Batman he's met because mm. that's the other thing with a lot of the cosplayers is that when they're in character they're in fucking character so um, Ryan when he was Spider-Man at the cinema like, he did a superb job of being Spider-Man never mm. dropped character in front of the kids mm. and um, that sort of thing and I know that some people don't like cosplay and our cosplay area is separate from the main floor so that it doesn't and you know the cosplayers are, walk around the main hall but we don't do like some events do where we have all the cosplay stuff going on in front of people's tables it's all separate and it's almost like two separate events kind of things to a certain degree sometimes but but yeah and it's all slowly growing and becoming more and say we're a two day event now it's just our second day's six months after the first day <laughs> and at a different venue yeah <laughs> but yeah so there's there's a lot to look forward to in 2018 and Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. And Black Panther. And Ready Player One. And Ready Player One. And whatever DC movies they put out, because, you know... And Solo? Balance. Is that going to be next year? Which one? Solo. Probably. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> Till I see a trailer, mm. I'm not excited about it. It's one of those films that I don't feel like I need it. I could have gone my whole life without ever knowing how Han Solo got called Han Solo. <laughs> Really? Who gives a fuck? You got caught with your Playboys. <laughs> That's it. But on that note, on that note, on that Playboy riddled bombshell, uh, that is probably it for this year. Yeah. 
we will aim to do better next year. Mm. We did really well at the beginning of the year. We just lost we did it just it all went to shit with, like I say, real Stuff, life. Real life got in the way. And putting on awesome events. Yeah. Their words, not ours. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so we will see you at True Believers in Feb, and hopefully you'll hear us on this podcast sometime before then, maybe in January. Schedules permitting. Uh, have a great Christmas and New Year, and uh, keep reading comics and yeah. being nerdy. Keep drawing. Yes, definitely keep drawing. Um, check out the True Believers Facebook page, website, all that stuff. You can follow Andy on Twitter. Or Instagram, where do you post most of your drawings these days? Uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, and I am the real Zoot on Facebook, and I am I underscore am underscore Zoot on Instagram. And the real Zoot bot on Twitter. And I'm the real Zoot bot. It's really confusing, isn't it? I think it's just real Zoot bot. Real Zoot um, bot. It's all just Zoot bot. I think it's just at Zoot bot on Twitter. No, the real I am the real Zoot or something. Yeah, well, whatever. You'll find me. Yeah, you'll find him. Um, yeah so have an awesome time keep drawing keep creating and keep sharing the stuff you create and the stuff you read with us on our pages and thanks for listening if you're listening if you didn't if, if you, you made it, it this far <laughs> through this ramsackle talking uh, bollocks it was a bit bollocks yeah <laughs> have an awesome time see ya bye bye